Hey there, you're listening to the Nourished Actor Podcast. Welcome to the Nourished Actor Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Eshelman, a working actor based in New York City. This podcast is all about how to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle, whether you're a creative, freelancer, or anything in between. Get ready to nourish your mind, body, and career. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nourished Actor Podcast. This is your host, Deanna Eshelman. I am here in my closet. It's 9.20 on a Sunday, and I am coming at you with a check-in episode. This episode is going to be a little bit different than my normal solo episodes. I am not doing a deep dive or even a tangible tip, per se. I am just going to come at you with a little bit of an update about my life because I know you are all so, so interested in what I'm doing. I mean, you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) That said, I want to do these a little more often to kind of give you a a real life scope of what an artist's life might be like. It's not necessarily what you might think. That said, I wouldn't have it any other way. I will have an episode coming up about my story, about my journey to where I'm at now and kind of, you know, what... I think is on the horizon for not only the Nourished Actor podcast, but also Deanna as a performer, artist, that type of thing. So lots of things happening. I wanted to say that this episode is sponsored by my Beauty Counter business. A little bit about Beauty Counter as well. I decided to join them when I started having really awful skin issues. Personal care products, many of them, especially the ones from drugstores and Sephora, They actually contain hormone disruptors because the majority of ingredients that are in personal care products are not regulated and they're harmful. They've been shown to be harmful and a lot of them are hormone disruptors. So if you're trying to work on hormonal health, I mean, even if you're not trying to work on hormonal health, something like a, um, let's say a moisturizer that contains parabens, they can really mess with your system. I chose to work with Beauty Counter and to use their products because I was working on my hormone health and I really wanted to kind of walk the walk. You know, I I live a healthy lifestyle and one of the things that was kind of not in line with that was what I was putting on my skin and my face. So I decided to change over to Beauty Counter and I am really, really impressed by their products. Not only are their products screened three times while they're making them to make sure that they're safe for use, but they also are very meticulous about what ingredients they do use. You can actually look online at their Never Any list and that's over 1,500 ingredients that they have personally banned. And fun fact, the FDA, I believe, only bans 30. So the U.S. is super behind on their FDA safety regulations when it comes to personal care products. If you like the show and you want to support it, feel free to shop through my Beauty Counter link. It's in the show notes. I will get a kickback from that. And again, that actually goes towards the podcast because I will talk a little bit on this episode. But even though this is a passion project, I actually do put money into it. So we'll talk about that. If you need any recommendations on products, feel free to message me through the Nourished Actor Instagram. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Okay, check in. Let's do this, friends. I only have a little bit of time because I have to go to work, and I'm sure this will go longer than I intend, as it always does. But May was a freaking beast. It just, like, all happened all at once. So much happened in May. (laughs) So I guess I'll start with what's new in my life, like, when it comes to, like, my my side job life and like money mindset and things like that. 
So I'm just about finished completing my Fierce Finances course with the School of Betty. It's been fantastic. I will say May kind of, I felt like I backslid a little bit. Not in a way that was like incredibly detrimental to anything, but naturally when you're changing habits in a short condensed time, you usually are like on a general upswing and then eventually you will slide back a little. That said, nothing crazy. Um, I had some unexpected expenses show up in, in May that I didn't necessarily plan for. I had the money for it, but I didn't necessarily plan for it. And so that kind of led me to feel a little anxious and a little out of control. Um, some of those plans that I didn't plan for that I knew about was my trip to Beacon, New York with my honey. So I'll talk about that real quick. So my boyfriend Aiden and I, Aiden actually is on the Swan Song podcast if you want to go listen to that. And he's actually launching a new podcast, which I'll talk about here when it launches, but I'm really excited for that one. Anyway, um, the, Swan Song po- the Swan Song podcast is where you can find my, my honey if you want to hear him. He will be a guest at some point too. But Aiden and I decided to go on a little trip for our five-year anniversary. Yeah, five years. Can you believe it? So we actually went up to Beacon, New York, which Beacon is not far from New York City, friends, and you can take the Metro North. Off-peak round trip is 35 bucks, which not bad at all. And then Beacon, you don't need a car at all. It's super, very walkable. Of course, there's like other things that we didn't do that are in the surrounding area that you could use a car for. So you could also drive or you can just get Ubers there. They have Uber and Lyft and all that fun stuff. So we planned this a couple months ago, but we kind of, so the way we have to plan is Aiden is not a planner. I like to plan. And whenever I ask Aiden if he wants to do something, he's like, I don't know, maybe, sure. And I have to act when I can. So for like, for example, when he said, oh yeah, we should do a trip to Beacon for our anniversary. He said that in like February. And I was like, well, we must act now because he might change his mind. And I know that if I put money down on it and if I book it, he won't change his mind. So I booked a little Airbnb in Beacon and I kind of forgot that we were going. Um, I didn't plan anything else because to be honest, uh, I was kind of deep in a bunch of other things. I was deep in my fierce finances course the podcast, all these things. So I didn't really have time to even think about it too much. So we went to Beacon and it was amazing. A couple of things about Beacon, New York. So if you're a hiker, highly recommend. You can also go to Cold Spring, New York, which Cold Spring, New York is the stop right before Beacon. And either one's great. Cold Spring doesn't have as much to do. So if you're staying there, I would suggest Beacon. But you can actually access a couple of amazing hiking trails from both sides. So whether you go to Beacon or Cold Spring, you can do Breakneck Ridge, which is probably the most popular hiking trail there. Breakneck Ridge is what Becky, my first guest on the podcast, talked about. It's a really great hike. We didn't actually do that one when we were there just because we were kind of in more of a relaxing mode. So we did a couple of more relaxing hikes, you know. But there's tons of hiking. And the thing that I was stoked about is the food. So here's the thing about Cold Spring. Cold Spring was amazing. We went there in the fall. We really liked it. But the food in Cold Spring, meh, not great. There was a really good Mexican place in Cold Spring, and there was a fantastic breakfast and lunch place. But when it came to, like, dinner and fancy nights out, we we love food, and there just wasn't that much. So We were so excited because Beacon has a really awesome bustling food scene, and we really took advantage of that. So we went to a couple of amazing restaurants. 
I can't even remember the names. We went to an amazing burger joint. I'll put them in the show notes. We went to this one. I remember the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. That was probably the met the best meal I've had. Gosh, since I left Philly, I don't know. It, it was a fantastic meal. It was so good. It's kind of like modernized American with ethnic influences. So there was, it's kind of like world food. The menu was small, but mighty. I got a tile fish dish that was kind of Vietnamese inspired. Aiden got a lamb dish that was Middle Eastern inspired. We got two desserts. We we got a panna cotta. We don't even like panna cotta. We're normally like, mm, panna cotta, no. We, because the texture of panna cotta is funky. But my God, friends, it was a mango panna cotta and it was to die for. We also got a chocolate a chocolate dessert, which was good too, but the panna cotta won the day. Won the day. How many times can I say panna cotta? It was so good. Uh, we also went to this other place called Melzinger, which was a tap house, but the food was also really good. Again, smaller menu, but super delicious. I got fish there too. I got um, trout almondine and Aiden got... What did Aiden get? Oh, he got mussels and sausage. Really, really, really good food. Can't talk it up enough. We went to a diner there that was good. What else did we go to? Oh my gosh, there's this amazing gluten-free bakery called Ella's Bellas. Holy shit. That place was out of this world. If you don't know, I eat gluten-free just because I don't always feel great when I eat gluten products. And um, I find that I get headaches and I get a lot of digestive distress, so I just stay away for the most part. And they had a totally 100% gluten-free bakery, and it was out of this world. They had crumb cake, which I didn't realize is actually a New York thing, but like essentially like coffee cake, but it has like a ton of crumb on it. It's a New York thing. And I got crumb cake, and it was probably the best. I mean, I don't even like cake, but crumb cake's different. It's like coffee cake. It's so good. And it just was... Amazing. I can't talk it up enough. We got, I got a cookie that was great. I got quiche there. I got, the only thing I didn't love that I got there was I got a roll and the roll was fine. It, bread is really hard to find good gluten-free bread. Um, I bet if I had gotten like a loaf, it would have been better, but yeah, the gluten-free roll, meh, that's the only thing that I didn't like. Everything else was amazing. Aiden went to a donut shop called Glazed Over. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Also great shopping in Beacon. We got, I got crystals. (laughs) There's a great like comic book shop. So Aiden really liked that. I actually went to a consignment shop that was really cute. So there's a ton to do. There's also, like I said, there's more hiking, a lot more. um, If you want to go to the DIA, the DIA is the art museum. We're going to go back because we didn't have time to go to the DIA because they weren't open on the days we were there. Fun fact, the DIA is not open on Tuesday and Wednesday, so if you go on a trip there, don't do it on Tuesday, Wednesday. But the DIA is a contemporary art museum that is really, really famous, and supposedly it's huge, so we have to go back. But that was kind of, um, we went there May 14th through the 16th, so that was a couple weeks ago, and I'm still thinking about it, especially the food. So that's kind of one thing that kind of popped up that we forgot about, but we went and did, and it was amazing. Another thing that's been happening on the side job front, oh my God, side job front, I started a new job. I actually was working an event and I met this awesome girl who ended up being the head of field marketing for pre-grass-fed meat. So if you're not familiar, pre-grass-fed meat, this is not sponsored, I just work for them now. Pre-grass-fed meat, um, it's based out of Chicago. They 
sell 100% grass-fed and finished steaks and beef. You can find them in some grocery stores now. Morton Williams, I believe, carries it in New York City, but there's a couple other shops as well. The beef is from Australia and New Zealand exclusively. There's no hormones added. Again, 100% grass-fed and finished. We are really very particular about our packaging and how it's shipped to us, things like that. So it's a really fantastic gateway if you're interested in trying grass-fed meat. I met the East Coast field marketing girl, and I talked to her at an event where I was working for Primal Kitchen. Long story short, they were looking for somebody to help them, and I said, sure. And it's funny because I didn't, I was talking to my life coach about this. I wasn't necessarily looking for a new job, but I was noticing that in some of my other side jobs, I wasn't 100% fulfilled, and it was partially monetarily, but also... Just I I felt that I wasn't growing in those positions anymore. And what's something that's a value for me is I really need to live in an atmosphere of growth. I really love to learn. And once I get bored, that's really when I start to disdain my jobs, which I think is why, you know, I love acting so much because each time I get a, a, a new gig, it's like a new learning experience. I get to try something new, learn about a new character, work with a new team, things like that. Whereas, you know, other jobs, it's like once you learn them, you just do them. And of course, there's things you learn as you work. But I think that's why I'm so inclined to acting and performing. And even this podcast, I mean, I just figured it out. I just learned. I'm still learning as I go. So anyway, back to the the side job. It's going to mean a lot more money, which is fantastic for me. Cause like I said, that's something that I've realized from doing fierce finances is that I'm kind of done. I'm done making just enough. You know, I, I've realized that the life I want to live is not in line with my finances right now. My finances, my finances. And as a performer, like I've talked about with other guests, a lot of that you can't, you can't control. I mean, you can decide which jobs you'll go after. You can decide what you will and won't do, but you can't always control what you book. You just can't. And sometimes I want to book things or I want to do opportunities that seem like a great artistic opportunity, but they don't really pay well. And at this point in my life, I don't have the flexibility in my finances to do that. But with something like this new job, where I'll be making more money, working a little bit more, but better times, things like that, hopefully I'll be able to have a little bit of a cushion so that in the future, if I want to take a job that maybe is artistically very fulfilling, but monetarily is not, I can. So I'm working for a new company, super excited about it, and I'm excited too because it's a whole new kind of thing. So it's half brand ambassador work, which I've done before. And the other half is more field marketing agent. So that's like going into grocery stores, um, checking inventory, like doing merchandising visits, talking with the grocery store managers, meat managers, things like that. It's, it sounds kind of boring, but I actually, it's very exciting. I don't know. I, I enjoy shit like that. I like to learn and I like to do new things. So that's something that's new and it's like slow going right now. I've gotten through part of training. I did an event with them on Wednesday. I did a book signing for No Crumbs Left. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. No Crumbs Left is an influencer who is partnering with our products. She's great. And she just wrote a cookbook. Terry Turner is her name. So I went to that event with the team and we, you know, just supported and 
we gave out coupons, things like that. So part of the job will be events, part of it will be the grocery store visits, and then the other part will be doing demos, which I'm hoping to lessen the demos, but you know, pretty cool. So that's something new. What else is going on? Speaking of side jobs, I'm still working for Beauty Counter, as you heard at the beginning with my sponsoring the podcast with my business. Um, I've taken a little bit of a step back just because there's so much going on that I just, I'm not going to lie, I just haven't had the time to put energy towards it. Still very much passionate about it. I love the company and I love what they're striving to do when it comes to socially and politically trying to change the climate for personal care products. So I love that their advocacy is really getting safer products into the hands of everyone, even if they're not beauty counter products. Um, And they've been doing that with partnering with other safe brands. They are really big advocates of the EWG, which is a great site to look if you're looking at if your product that you're using is safe and how safe it is. So for example, you can go to the EWD.com and look at their skin deep and put in your personal care product, like a mascara, and it'll tell you one to 10, how, how dangerous it is. One being super safe, 10 being take it out. It's awful for your health. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really passionate about it. And like I said, I do work with them. So if you're interested in either the job opportunity, because it is a great way to make some extra income on the side as an actor, if you're looking for a job opportunity, or if you're just looking to maybe incorporate some safer products into your lifestyle, let me know. That's what I'm here for. Also, I want to let everybody know, if you want a sample, I have samples up the wazoo right now. So let me know. I'll give you a sample. My favorites are the cleansing balm. That one's fantastic. But also I have samples of the number three charcoal mask, which is a great mask if you ever um, get a breakout. It's also good for oily skin. It's a good one just to detoxify your skin if you've been wearing makeup a lot, things like that. I have a couple serum, uh, I have some serum samples for the rejuvenating serum, which is great. It's got a lot of antioxidants in it, so it's fantastic for anti-aging. So yeah, just let me know. I've got a lot of samples. So if you're interested, even if you just want to try it out on your own, let me know. Another little thing that I want to talk about briefly is I, this is an expense that came up that I'm actually happy it came up, but I decided last minute to be my friends plus one at a wedding in Colorado. Yay. So that's going to be July 6th through the 10th. We're going to be at the wedding, the 6th and the 7th. And that's outside of the, you know, it's in Granby, Colorado. And then we'll be in Denver the 8th through the 10th. So if you're in Denver or if you're just, I don't know, if you're going to be in Colorado, let a girl know. Uh, And let me know if you have any Colorado suggestions. We don't necessarily want to plan the trip too much, but I always like to know what to look for and what to do while I'm there. So we're definitely going to be doing some hiking. Hopefully altitude sickness will not be a problem. But yeah, so really excited about that. It was kind of a last minute thing that I decided to do. And one of the things that I've talked about with Brianna Firestone from the School of Betty is that one of the things I want to do more of is have the flexibility to do last minute spontaneous travel. And so this is kind of me acting on that. Granted, I should have planned out a little bit more for it, but it's okay. We're starting in the right direction. You got to start somewhere. Some other stuff that I wanted to touch base about, Aiden and I have started to work out. Aiden is a rebel and he's very weird about what he does and doesn't want to do. 
But when he decides to do something, he just goes full force. That's one good thing about being a rebel, um, which is why for comedy, he just is like, he decided one day to do it and now he's doing it full time. But about working out, Aiden was like, I kind of want to get in shape. And I was like, okay. So he went and bought kettlebells and he bought a pull-up bar. And now we've kind of been working out together. It's kind of fun. I will say he bought 30-pound kettlebells, guys. So I am a, I'm a strong girl, but 30-pound kettlebells are not easy. So I'm looking to get maybe a smaller one so that I can kind of scale my workouts. Because, um, like, for example, I can squat. If you if you don't know me, guys, I, I'm, I'm very strong on the bottom half of my body. <laughs> I've got very athletic legs, but my top half, my arms and my chest and things like that are so weak. I'm such a little bird up top. So squats, leg work, not an issue with the 30 pound kettlebell. Anything else can't do it. And I can't even do pull-ups. So I told him I have to get some sort of smaller kettlebell, but we've kind of been working out together. Not, not a ton because like I was, I was saying, I was trying to do, he does it five days a week. And he, like I said, he goes pretty heavy I can't do five days a week and I don't really want to. I, I started working out and I saw my legs getting more muscular within like three days. My I, I really must, I, I call it muscling up. That's not really the right way to talk about it. I, I bulk quickly um, in my legs and that's just because I've got really muscular legs. So I decided to chill out a little bit, but it's been really good. You know, I do a couple of ab things with the kettlebell. I've been working a little bit on my legs, a little bit on my arms, you know, as I can. And then it's also been kind of inspiring me to do more yoga in my house. So this is kind of cool because I used to only like classes and something that I was talking about with my life coach is that in order to save some money, but still get the classes that I like, it's kind of like making a deal with yourself. Like if I work out three times a week at home, then I can take a class at the end of the month or something like that. So it's been nice that I've been kind of doing that so that when I do want to take a class, I feel like it's earned versus, you know, a waste of money or just something that's frivolous. So yeah, I've been working out. Woohoo. So I told you I would talk about my TV class if I liked it. I'm currently taking a TV class. It's an acting class geared towards TV and film. And I love it. It's great. It's really hard, but it's great. And a lot of the stuff that my teacher talks about is actually Brene Brown stuff. He he talked about it last week. And Brene, Brene Brown is one of his idols or one of his um, inspirations. And he takes a lot of her work and applies it to TV and film acting, which is really incredible. So I love it. His name's Dave Bob. If anyone wants to learn more about the class. He does it in sessions and they're usually like between six and eight weeks. Ours is seven. So if you want to learn more about that, let me know. I can refer you. I will put his info in the show notes. We are only, we just had class number three this past week. So we're about halfway through and I feel like I'm learning a ton, but I also feel like, again, it's really hard. It's not easy to do. A lot of TV and film acting is shedding the preconceived ideas you have of yourself in order to just be in the moment. Part of that is also not making any preconceived ideas about your script. Like, it's one thing to look at a script and take in the facts of the script, 
But don't assume that you know how the character's going to react before they do it, like before they actually react. It's totally separate from theater. It'll make, it, it, it all works together. So it'll help you be more in the moment with theater. But it's more like you can't plan to be angry in a moment if you don't know if you'll be angry in the moment. Just because the character says, you know, for example, there was a, a scene that somebody was doing that was pretty hard, but the, the first line that the woman said is, I've been waiting for 30 minutes. And most people would assume, because if they've been waiting for 30 minutes, maybe they would feel upset or mad. But just because someone's waiting for 30 minutes, does that mean that they're going to be sad or upset? Not necessarily. If, if someone said, oh, I'm so sorry, I was helping a woman deliver a baby, do you think they would be sad or upset in reaction? So it's like not going in with that idea that you're going to be sad or upset. Just knowing the facts, knowing what's happening. You can have an opinion about the facts, but don't go in with a preconceived idea of what you think the character is going to act like from your personal experience. It's all very hard to explain. And I mean, there's also times where you can let your life bear on the scene, which that's another thing. Again, this might sound all like super confusing, and it kind of is, but it also makes a lot of sense. So... I would suggest taking class with a teacher that knows what they're talking about, like Dave, versus just hearing it from me. <laughs> but it's been good. It's been good. It's different. It's very challenging, and I like a challenge. So I'm I'm here, and I'm ready. Last thing I want to talk about, there's two things. So I've been kind of feeling a little meh about theater right now. I really miss it. So, like, I really want to do it. But right now, I mean, the summer's starting, and I'm just kind of not interested in the auditions. There's been multiple opportunities this week for me to go to auditions, and I just don't want to. I think part of it is that the things that are happening in auditioning right now, I'm just not interested in. And part of it is me just being okay with that idea that you don't have to audition all the time, or you don't have to... You don't have to go to everything, and I've talked about this before, but it sucks because I miss theater. So I look at opportunities and I say to myself, you know, maybe I should go anyway because, you know, I really want to do something and maybe I am right and whatever. But the fact of the matter is if if I don't want to do it, why should I go? So right now I've just been kind of dealing with the, the idea that I'm not auditioning very much and that I'm kind of just chilling. <laughs> So we'll see. I have a lot of, I have a lot to unpack with theater right now in the sense that I really need to get clear about what I want to do in theater. What do I want to do? What do I want to say? What kind of things do I want to work on? And I think that this is something that we all have to do as artists. We have to check in with ourselves constantly. My sister's really good at this. She, for example, has realized in the past couple of months that she's really more interested in writing and producing for film and TV. And that's something that she just like, she just checked in with herself and noticed that she wasn't necessarily a hundred percent satisfied with her position at her other company. That's not to say that she is unhappy and that's not to say that she is going to just quit her job and start, you know, freelance writing for film. But she took stock and has been doing things to further that dream. And so it's one of those things that I think in theater especially, or as an actor especially, we just want to work. And so we will just take whatever comes at us first. And that's great. But I think 
when you're clear about your goals and about what you want to do, opportunities kind of follow. Whereas if you're kind of muddy about what you want to do, if you're kind of muddy about what you want to say when it comes to what kind of roles you want to play, things like that, then you give muddy auditions. Granted, not every show or every role is going to be in line with your aesthetic or in line with your, you know, your personal goals, things like that. And that's okay. But I think it helps to be a little bit specific about what exactly you want to do, why you want to do it, and why it's important to you. So that's kind of how I'm feeling right now about theater. I haven't been auditioning much, which kind of sucks, but I'll get back to it, and I'm excited. And I think, too, with this TV class, I've really gotten a lot more comfortable like being vulnerable in person because the camera is a vulnerability like lie detector. <laughs> So doing that has really helped me, um, you know, be more comfortable with me and be comfortable with vulnerability. And I think that's going to show up in my auditions when they do happen. So last but not least, before I sign off here, um, I want to talk about the future of the podcast. So this, like I've talked about before, has just been a shining light for me. I love doing this podcast and I have a lot of cool stuff coming up. So I wanted to tell you. First of all, please, 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 if you have topics, things you want to hear about, people you want to hear from, like if you want to hear from more directors, if you want to hear from more producers, things like that, please let me know. You can message me on the Nourished Actor Instagram. You can also email me. I'll put my email in the show notes. But I would really love to know what you want to hear because, of course, I do this for me, but I also would love other people to have input. I want to start creating a community around this podcast. So if you have suggestions, if you want to hear from certain types of people, let me know. Speaking of, I've got some great interviews in the works. I Interviews are my favorite. And I have so many people I want to talk to. So it's one of those things that I have to kind of, like, cool it. You know, I get overexcited. I might end up changing the format of this. Instead of doing every other week a deep dive episode, a solo episode, perhaps I'll do two interviews in a row followed by one solo episode. I don't know. The solo episodes are easy for me to do. However, I just like the interviews more. They're a pain in the ass to edit, but you got to do something you're passionate about, right? So some future interviews. I've got some actors. I have a I can't wait. I don't want to tell you exactly who it is because I don't know when he'll be on, but I have a fantastic like makeup artist slash wig stylist slash wig designer slash drag queen who's coming on. I'm really excited for that. Who else do I have? I'm going to have some more artists on the visual arts side, so I'll be talking to a retoucher slash photographer. I have someone in arts admin I want to talk to in arts education. So I'm super excited. I'm going to talk more. I think I'll have my friend Calvin back on again to talk about producing because I had a question about self-producing and I'm not going to lie to you. The only thing I self-produce is this podcast, which I am going to have an episode about creating a podcast, but I need someone else to talk about producing, self-producing because that is not something I have done, at least not, at least not in the theater world. So I'm going to have Calvin back on. Who else am I going to have on? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I want to do an episode two. I think something that would be interesting is have an Ask Anything solo episode. So that's kind of like a uh, literally send in your questions and I'll answer them to the best of my abilities. I think it'd be really fun to do stuff like that. 
So that's something for the solo episodes. And yeah, I just want to continue to create this community. I'm probably going to make a Facebook group at some point. So if you like the podcast, make sure to follow that and I'll be talking about insider stuff there. And yeah, that's where I'm at, you know, working my side jobs, hopefully enjoying the summer, getting my money shit together. It's all very exciting. So I want to say thank you guys so much for listening this week. Again, please follow us at the Nourished Actor Podcast on Instagram. Um, it's at the Nourished Actor, the Nourished with an ED actor. You can follow the podcast on its website. This will all be in the show notes. Once again, if you want to support the podcast, feel free to support us by shopping through my beauty counter link. It'll be in the show notes. If you want to check out more from me, you can visit my personal website, www.dianaeshelman.com. And I can't wait to talk to another guest next week. Thank you so much. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. If you liked the podcast, feel free to shout us out on Instagram. Also, feel free to rate, review, subscribe, especially on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast out there. If you give me a rating slash review, I will send you a little beauty counter sample kit. I have these little sample kits that are really awesome and I only have a couple of them. So if you rate and review, specific, if you review especially, I will send one your way. Okay. So rate, review, subscribe. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Thank you guys so much. Have a great week and I can't wait to talk to you next time.